Good morning. Today's daf in Babakama is Mem Aleph. We're starting a Mem on base. We're starting at the two dots right before the lines getting wider. Shore Ha'it Stadim. We're talking about the stadium shore. Okay, bullfighting. Certainly don't recommend it. Never, never went to one. Certainly, certainly is violent. Anyway, but the uh, but the animal's trained to tra- trained to be a killer, and now. Uh, so the animal that's trained to be a killer, and it goes in, it does a nigicha. So what is going to be the din? Uh, we go back to the Mishnah on Lamed Testament Aleph, and the Mishnah went through an assortment of halachas where uh, there is no owner of the animal, right? Uh, what happens in terms of damages? What happens in terms of wrongful death? The animal goes ahead and damages other animals or property, or the animal goes ahead and kills somebody. So what's going to be the din when the animal is not owned by somebody? Either it's owned by hektish or it's owned by somebody without das. That's the that, that's the main focus of that Mishnah. However, at the tail end of the Mishnah, Shor Yitzhadian. So the Mishnah, as long as it's talking about various paterms, so then it talks about the stadium Shore. So, So uh, the Mishnah gives us the drasha. Not, not often that happens, that the Mishnah actually goes through the drasha. Usually we have a brisa, we have a, we have a, uh, we have a medrash, medrash halacha. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The uh, the mission tells us that uh, the in order for an animal to be subject to the death penalty, so it has to kill on its own volition. Now I say on its own volition. By the way, it's obviously it's a little bit strange. Meaning on its own volition, the animals don't really have bechira; they don't have real free, cho- free choice. So what does that mean on its own volition? Okay, so in other words, uh, uh, right, correct. That's exactly the point. In other words, they weren't trained to do it. In other words, it happened, but they weren't trained to do it. But once they're trained to do it, in other words, once they're trained to kill, and they kill. So then they're not going to be held liable, accountable. Okay. I, this is a, obviously it's a, it's a, it's, it's easy to go ahead and make this a distinction, but understanding the distinction obviously is a little bit tricky because we're not talking about human beings. We're talking about animals. And so, uh, so animals to begin with aren't exactly uh, entities that have Bechira. They don't have, they don't have free choice. They don't have agency. So in other words, the idea of Ones versus Ratzon by an animal, it's a strange discussion. Admittedly, it doesn't matter how strange it is. The point of the matter is that the distinction exists. That's what we learned in the Mishnah. And right away, we are on Mem Ahmed base and picking it up right from that point. So, okay, so, the, uh, is there going to be a psul of a krava on the Mizbeach? So, um, in other words, maybe, on one hand, the animal's a killer, and even though it is going to be exempt from a death penalty... But maybe that's sufficient grounds. It's enough to, in order to possible for the Mizbeach. That's one possibility. Or the other possibility is no. In other words, Mamish, it's an onus. In other words, the animal was forced to do it. It was trained to do so. And as a result of that, consequently, it's not going to be possible Agabe Mizbeach. So, Rava, Makasha, Shmola, Makasha, Rava, Makasha, Anusu. So, Rav takes the position of onus. In other words, this is an animal that was effectively forced into this position. It's no different than putting anything under the category of onus. When we know that when it comes to onus, so, Mamish, you are, you, you, it is, you are, you are disembodied. In other words, you are totally removed from the action that occurred. In other words, the action, action uh, occurred, but, and, and even though it's your body, it's your body, but it's not you. Onis. So that's, uh, that, that's Rav, what Rav is going to argue. So the animal is trained to go ahead and kill, and the animal kills. So it's an out-of-body experience, according to Rav, and therefore the animal is considered not a killer at all. And Shmuel Amar Pasol Shari Neva Avera. And Shmuel's of the position that no, an Avera occurred with the animal. The animal killed. I, the animal was trained to do so. You're right. The animal was trained to do so, and the animal is, in fact, going to be exempt from being put to death. But according to Shmuel, it is not an out of body experience. The animal in, was involved in an Avera, 
And therefore, as a result of that, can't be offered on, on the Mizbeach, cannot be offered as a carbon. Okay, so over here, it's sort of like a really basic and fundamental debate in terms of how to look at Ones. This is not my point, right? Achronim discussed this. The, uh, I, was, I was looking for it this morning. I couldn't find it. It doesn't matter. But the, uh, the, it, it does, <laughs> that does matter. I should be able to find it. Anyway, but the, the Achronim discussed that over here, it's a really basic point within understanding Ones. In other words, when somebody's involved in an Avera, but Ones... In other words, it was beyond their control. They were forced into it. So, in other words, do we say that there was an Avera, but obviously there's not going to be any punishments because you weren't complicit in the act. You weren't. You, you didn't do it intentionally. In fact, just the opposite. You were forced to do it. Or alternatively, the other way to say it over is, is that when it's Ones, it's an out-of-body experience, meaning that your body did it, but that has nothing to do with you. You didn't do it. You were forced to do it. It's a total out-of-body experience. Okay, and over here you can see the uh, the nafkamina coming up with a with an animal in, in, involved in the in the act of negicha and killing. But in other words, but obviously this could be a much larger point regarding how to understand onis in general. What is that instinct? What is it? In other words, in this particular case, yeah, yeah. the animal was trained. The animal was trained to kill. So and the animal the animal is not to train to, trained to kill. So then the animal is going to be put to death again. What how to how to describe that? In other words, for me to give human. Human parameters to that is a little—it's a little strange. It's silly. In other words, it's an animal; it's not a person. But in other words, if we're going to make any kind of parallel, it's like you and I electing to do an avera. Okay, but it's like—it's not—it's not the same. Okay, so meisve. Okay, so uh, we have a machlok between Rav and Shmuel. That animal was trained to kill, and it kills. So, as far as putting it to death, that's unequivocal. We're not going to put it to death in, ter- in terms of psul karban lemizbeach. So with that, we're equivocating. It's machlokes between Rav and Shmuel. And now the Gemara quotes the Brisa, And the Brisa is going to be seemingly against Shmuel. Over here, in the beginning of Vayikra, the very beginning, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Beis. So the, the Torah says, So you're going to be bringing from your animals. And everyone hears that immediately. From your animals, meaning it's not going to be all your animals. There are going to be animals that are excluded from being brought as a carbon. Animals that are simply ineligible to be brought as a carbon. What are we talking about? So if an animal is involved in an act of bestiality, so then the animal is disqualified. If an animal is involved in a vodazara, it's worshipped. So then, obviously, obviously, we're not talking about an animal that worships. But in other words, the animal itself is worshipped. So then uh, the animal is going to be disqualified. If an animal is designated for Avodazar purposes, it's also going to be disqualified. And Minatzon is coming to exclude Nogeach. If an animal is a killer, so then the animal cannot be offered as a carbon. Good. So far, so good. Amar Rebbe Shimon. Okay, so where are we right now in a Brisa that's talking about what animals are excluded to be brought as a carbon? But we're not done yet. The Brisa continues. Amar Rebbe Shimon. Okay, Nogech and Rovea, obviously two different averos, but why does the Torah need to be need to introduce us to both in terms of psule mizbeach? The Bryce explains because each one of them has unique characteristics not shared by the other. So Rovea So when it comes to Rovea, Ones and Ratzon are equal. That's right now the critical point in this discussion. And Nogeach lost the bonus karatzon. When it comes to Nogeach, so we do not say onus and ratzon are equivalent. 
So Nogeach Mishalm Kofer, Rovea in a Mishalm Kofer. And by Nagicha, so there's a Kofer payment. By, by, uh, by Rovea, there is no Kofer payment. Lafiha, Chutzrachlam, Rovea, Vutzrachlam, or Nogeach. So that's why the Torah had to say Rovea, and that's why the Torah had to say Nogeach. Meaning, because each one of them has unique characteristics, therefore, the Torah had to list both. If the Torah only listed one, we would have, we wouldn't have learned the other from one. Good. Period. Ketani Mias. Now we've gone through the Brisa, and we've learned about the Pesulim Mizbeach. And what did the Brisa say really clearly? And that is Rovea, Osaba, Onis Karatzon. Nogeach, Lo Osaba, Onis Karatzon. So when it comes to Rovea, Onis and Ratzon are equivalent. When it comes to Nagicha, Onis and Ratzon are not equivalent. Lamai Hilchasa. So the Gemara says now, Practically speaking, what is that written reference to? Lavla carbon. So isn't the Brisa talking about a carbon? Notably, that an animal that in, is involved in bestiality, beones, is in fact going to be puzzle of carbon. Sure, nogech, that's involved in killing, right? But, but beones is going to be, in fact, kosher for a carbon. Isn't that exactly the point of the Brisa? And if that's, in fact, the point of the Brisa, so that is exactly like the position of Rav. Rav is telling us that a stadium shore is in fact going to be Kashlam Mizbeach. And that's effectively what the Brysa just said, if we're interpreting the Brysa correctly. You know what the Gemara is going to do now, because that's exactly what the Gemara typically does. In other words, the proof is good, but only if our assumption is good. The Gemara says, okay, change the assumption, law, look at Allah. The Gemara says, now we're not talking about its qualification or disqualification towards the Mizbeach. We're talking about whether or not we are going to put it to death. So, and, and, and the Gemara says is that there's going to be a distinction between Onus and Ratzon uh, by bestiality versus murder when it comes to an animal. And there's going to be a difference between Onus and Ratzon. And one it applies and the other doesn't apply. And the Gemara goes on to explain. Hachinami Mistabra the Gemara says, this is, in fact, the correct way to understand the Bryson. The Bryson was not talking relative to its qualification of the Mizbech, the Bryson was talking about simply whether or not we're going to put the animal to death. It's Mistab, Diyamar Lekarban. So, Nogech Lasaba Onis Karatzon. So, the Gemara says, because if we're talking about whether or not it's qualified as a carbon, so, the, um, so you mean to tell me that an animal the, uh, by Nigicha is not going to make a distinction between Onis and Ratzon? Lav Onis Dideksiv, Lav Ratzon Dideksiv. In other words, when it comes to a nogeach, the Torah makes no such distinction in terms of whether or not it was ve'onis abaratzon. In other words, it must be that we're, it's, it's referring to whether or not it's going to be put to death, meaning uh, witnesses saw the animal murder somebody. So over there, so um, there is in fact going to be a distinction between onis and ratzon. Meaning, again, go back to our Mishnah. The, the Mishnah says, ki yigach. The animal has to do it be ratzon. Uh, again, ratzon meaning, even though it's, you know, it's not the animal's choice, but again, the animal did it on its own. That, right? Ratzon by an animal means it did it on its own. Masha'enkin, when it comes to ones, again, lo yigach tells me that ones is going to be excluded. So the Torah was talking relative to whether or not we're putting the animal to death. The Torah was not talking about disqualification vis-a-vis the carbon. So in other words, the, the, the Brisa was talking not about whether it qualifies or disqualifies for a carbon as a carbon, but rather it's talking about whether simply we're going to put it to death. Okay. So at this point in time, we don't really, we thought we had a proof to Rav, a, a Kasha and Shmuel. The Gemara says not necessarily. Amar Okay, um, and, and, and then what do we add at the end of the Brysa that we just went through? 
And that is a distinction to be made in terms of kofar by negicha versus rovea, an animal that killed, so the owner now has to pay kofar. Again, the circumstances of paying kofar we're going to be discussing in today's daf, coming up in just a couple of minutes from now. But in other words, but there's a kofar payment if the animal kills. The, uh, but if the animal is involved in bestiality, there is no kofar payment. Okay? Again, the unique characteristics of negicha versus rovea. Good. So, negech mesham is a kofar, rovea mesham is a kofar. Hechidami. Okay, now, when Rabbi Shimon made the point in the Brisa that when it comes to uh, an animal that was rovea and there is no kofar payment, so what exactly is the circumstances that we're discussing? The Ilema, the Rav Vikatla, the Gemara says, maybe we're talking about a case where uh, the animal was involved in bestiality, specifically with a woman. A woman was involved in the act of bestiality with an animal, and he killed her. So the Gemara says, Malikatla Bekarna, Malikatla Berivia. So the Gemara says, so why wouldn't there be a kofar payment? Meaning the animal eventually put the woman to death. Granted, by the way, in a extraordinarily graphic and indelicate manner, but in other words, the animal was responsible for the death of the woman. So wouldn't we now say that the owner has to pay kofar? Again, assuming that we have the circumstances in which there would be a kofar payment, so wouldn't you say that the animal would have to, the, the owner would have to pay kofar? So what difference does it make how the animal puts the person to death? The animal put the person to death. So So the Gemara says, okay, so it must be that the animal was involved in bestiality with a woman, but didn't kill the woman. Well, the Gemara says, if the woman didn't die, so then why do why are we even having a kofar discussion? So the reason why the owner is not paying kofar is because there's no death. In other words, it's an act of bestiality, but there was no death. So why would we even have the discussion? Oh, you know, in that case over there, we're not going to be paying kofar. Yeah, you know why? Because there was no death. So Amar Abai Laolam Durava So the Gemara says like this. Okay. So Abai says, I'm telling you now what I think is Pshat in the Braisa. Pshat in the Braisa is, uh, is as follows. A woman was involved in a bestiality with an animal. Okay. Uh, there were witnesses. They warned her, told her not to do it. She did it anyway. Witnesses went to court. They, she was taken to court. She was testified against. And the court said, okay, you're involved in a bestiality. What's the halacha? The halacha is very clear. She's now subject to capital punishment and based and killed her. So now the animal didn't kill her, but the animal was responsible for her death. Again, you, everyone understand, by the way, I say the animal is responsible. I really, if I'm going to say a little bit better, the animal was the cause for her death. Oh. So the Gemara says, So now, what might I have thought? As we turn to the top of Memal Thamanala. So Kamash Malan. Now, so now we could say that the animal killed the woman. Now, when we say kill the woman, we don't mean directly kill the woman, but it was the cause of the woman's death. Because the woman was involved in an act of revia with this animal, and because there were witnesses, and because they brought her to Basin, and because they testified against her, so now she's putting to death. Why? Because of that animal. And so now, I, I might have thought, that's the Havamina, I now might have thought that the owner of the animal now should have to pay for Why? Because your animal was responsible for her death, caused her death. Not directly, but indirectly. And, and Rav says, no, no. Let's not say that. Let's say the following, and that is, is that the animal was revere her and killed her. And why did you dismiss that? Because you thought, what difference does it make how she dies? Whether she dies or whether she dies via revere. So the Gemara said, Rav will tell you, no, I think it makes a difference. Uh, the Malikala Berivia, sorry, I just reread. So, Karen Kavanosala Hazik, hi, Kavanosala Nasatsmo. 
The difference is very simple. In other words, when it's Karen and the death came about via Karen, Kavanasu Lahazik, Daf Beis, we, we, we discussed this from day one. Karen has a unique characteristic trait, and that is that the animal is intent to injure. So when it comes to the death via Karen, so that's Kavanasu Lahazik, that belongs in one category. But if it was death via Revia, so that is a totally different category. That there is Kavanasu Lahanas Atzmo. The animal obviously was interested in the pleasure it received from the act. I it killed the woman. Okay, kill the woman. But in other words, but it's categorically different. And so Rava would have told you that had it not been for a drasha, had we not had an explicit drasha, I might have thought, so uh, there's kofar in both cases. That's what I would have thought. Okay. Uh, but my plegi and the Gemara says, now, Abai and Rava obviously do not see eye to eye in terms of how to explain what the Havamina would have been, meaning how to, how to understand Rabbi Shimon. You know, if an animal, while involved in bestiality with a woman and kills her, so whether or not there would have, we would have entertained a kofar payment or not. So Abai gives this shot where it didn't, the animal didn't kill her, but caused her death via Beisdin. And, and, and Rava says, no, the animal killed her. It's just different categorically. And the Gemara says, and what's at the key root of the machlokus between Abai and Rava is In other words, is there even a kofar payment discussion to be had outside of the realm of Karen? Right? We discussed this earlier in the Masechta. Meaning, let's say an animal just simply tramples a baby in, 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 in that person's property. Remember, once we're talking about regal, regal only can exist in Chatzar Hanizak. Okay? A point that we went over numerous times in our Masechta. So and the animal now is now walking over a baby. Baby over here just simply meaning because it's lighter and, 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 and Rachmanus and it's easier to kill. And it walks over the baby, tramples the baby, kills the baby. And now... Is the owner of that animal now going to be on the hook for a kofar payment? So, in other words, your animal was involved in the death of another person, but not via Karen, but via another category of Nezek. No. So, the and if you if you recall, that's a machlokus, uh, whether or not there is going to be a kofar consideration for any other wrongful death outside of Karen. And the Gemara says that's exactly the machlokus between Abai and Rava. All right, the uh, for 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 Abaye, who is not even prepared to entertain this discussion of there would be a kofar payment because Abai is obviously of the position that kofar does not exist. The uh, uh, sorry, other, other way around. According to no, 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 no. I was right. I was right. I was right the first time. So according to Abai, the um, uh, Abai says there, there is. There is going to be, thank you, thank you. Okay, good. You, you, you got me nice and clear. So according to Abai, there is going to be a kofar penalty even for death outside of Karen. Correct. So that's why, that's why thank you. That's why Abai had to, had to come up with a different way of explaining the Bryce and Rabbi Shimon, notably that the animal didn't actually cause, didn't do the death, but it caused the death. Okay, that's Abai. And on the other hand, Rafa says no. Rafa says we can actually entertain that there is going to be kofar outside of the world of Karen. Tanya Kavase the Rav, and just finishing up our first part of today's daf, a price of the, like Rav. Remember, Stadium Shore kills. And, and, and now that the Stadium Shore kills, so again, in terms of putting, being put to death, not going to be put to death. That part's clear. That's the Mishnah. It's a, it's a drasha. Now, what, what about Psal Mizbeach? So Rav and Shmuel argued. We've been in this argument now for the last 15 minutes. Okay. Tw- 20 minutes. So the Gemara says, Tanya Kavase the Rav, Shore, it's done in the Chai Mizbeach. And over here, the Gemara quotes a bright stuff, finalizing that the halach is in fact like Rav, 
In other words, when the animal is trained and, and, and basically a now a, a, a trained killer and it kills because it was trained to do so. So under those circumstances now, the owner is, the, the animal itself is not going to be put to death and the animal is still qualified to be brought as a carbon. Why? Because the animal was onus and it's an out-of-body experience. Now the animal killed, but the animal didn't kill. Okay. <laughs> and I know it sounds funny, but uh, right, in other words, it's the dynamics of onus. It's basically how to understand onus. <laughs> Yeah, in other words, the, what, what, you're, you're back, what, back in the case of Revia? Right, right, it would be shame because he says. Yeah, in other words, right. In other words, that's Hanas Atma. Yeah, right, correct. So, so it can only have. And then, and then, and then, right, it would only be working in Rishos and Isaac. Yes, Marty? In self defense, would you also put it to. Yeah. No, inside in self, in self, in self, defense, in self defense, in self defense for. Again, we're talking about animals, but in self defense, if a, per, if a person's involved in self defense, so that is, Not right, now. that. I, I, capture it. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, it's a fair question. I don't know. Okay. Shor shenaga chesad amomeiz mord misham kofer v'tam patam in a kofer. So, okay. So, now as we are up to the next mission here on Memalf Amadalev. So, again, very basic differences between Tom versus Muad. So, if a shor is involved in the death of a person so and the person dies, so uh, the... Sorry, that's redundant. Okay, if I can explain the Mishnah better, the shore is no geach, right? So it gores the person, and as a result of the goring, the person dies. So if the animal is a muad, so mishalim kofer. So now the owner of the animal has to pay kofer. And tam, patamina kofer. But if it's a tam, it's patamina kofer. misa. Now, in both cases, the animal is going to be put to death. doesn't matter whether it's a tam or whether it's a muad. In other words, with the animal killing one person, the animal is only going to be left to die. Okay, at this point in time, I mean, I know we're in Baba Kama, Mem Aleph, and I think I even entertained and responded to this question, but you have to ask the obvious question, which is, is that if the animal kills one person and the animal is going to be put to death, so then how are we ever going to get to a case where an animal is going to be killing three people where the owner now is going to be paying a for payment? So today's daf, Mem Aleph, we're going to be responding to that question. The Gemara is going to be giving, everyone everyone, get ready, eight different suggestions in terms of how an animal could ever graduate to becoming a muad for killing. And oh, by the way, let's just reject out of hand. In other words, well, your animal gored and damaged three times. Regarding damages, your animal's a muad. Regarding Misa, your animal's not a muad. In other words, for an animal to be a muad for Misa, it means it had to have killed three times. So in other words, that it killed once, one person, a second person, a third person, then in only then is it a muad to killing, and then and only then is there a chiv kofer. But now, just to reset the question, which the Gemara is going to respond to, well, if you kill the animal after its first victim died, so then we're never going, the animal's never going to graduate to becoming a muad. Hold <laughs> that question. It is so basic, it's such a simple question. We're going to, the Gemara is going to address that. Um, the uh, Nagach Eved O'Ama, and I'm sorry, and it doesn't matter whether the its victim is going to be an adult, a child, a son, a son or a daughter. The um, so, in other words, whoever its victim is, uh, you have all the ramifications that we just discussed. In other words, the animal is going to be put to death if it's the first or second time. Uh, the uh, the owner is going to be paying the kofer if the animal killed and it was a muad. 
Now, if your animal killed an avid kanani, so there is shloshim slime, right? 30 sella, and that is a fixed rate that the owner of the animal is going to pay if the animal was involved in killing a avid kanani. Okay? Uh, that, that's a pasuk in the Torah. Uh, the, uh, anyway, v'chime achar, demitam katlina leimuad hechimishkachala. Okay, so here we go. Today's daf, babakama memalif. It is such a simple question. How do we ever get to kofar? The animal has to be a muad, which means that it had to have killed three times. Meanwhile, after death number one, after murder number one, the animal is going to be put to death. So simple. Okay, so here we go. Everyone get ready. There are going to be no, not, no less, but no more than eight different suggestions of the Gemara. Some of the suggestions, according to Rashi, the Gemara is going to be rejecting. I'm going to be reading the Gemara like Rashi, because, as you know, in the Daf, we, that's, that's what I typically do. My default setting is to say the Gemara over like Rashi. That's what we're going to do right now. I'm just rereading. I'm starting from the Gemara. So, uh, so, 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 proposal number one is that the animal attempted to kill three different occasions. The animal just lowered its head and went right after its intended victim. It happens to be that the victim was able to survive. But it was super precarious. And then happened three occasions. So attempted murder now is going to count towards it becoming a muad. So Ravashi says, okay, but no, <laughs> but no. In other words, for the animal to be qualified as a muad, it had to have killed three times. The fact that it attempted, and you're now speculating, well, had the animal got its way, the, that person would have been dead. But that's just but speculation. You don't know that, and that's not going to that's not what's going to create the muad status. The muad status is only when it actually kills three times. Okay, so uh, suggestion number two of the Gemara is that here's what happened: it critically wounded three different people. In other words, so it hit victim number one. Victim number one didn't die immediately. So we're not going to put the animal to death until its first victim actually dies. But, in other words, it gave it a critical blow, but it didn't die. He, I'm sorry, it. He didn't die. Then victim number two. Then victim number three. And now, what happens is victims one, two, and three then all die. So now the animal has just graduated to becoming a muad. Uh, why didn't we put the animal to death? Because we couldn't put the animal to death until the victim actually dies. Okay. So that's, that, that is another proposal. Now, as you're going to see, by the way, the way Rashi reads it, some of these proposals the Gemara accepts, some of them rejected. I mean, the first proposal, the Gemara just rejected out of hand, right? Speculation. We, we, we don't do that. In other words, in terms of giving it a status of being a muad. The second suggestion that we just went through, the Gemara seems to, seems to accept. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, the animal is a killer. What did it do? It killed other animals. Ah. So you see, it's a killer. So now, doesn't that give it the muad status? So, So the Gemara, again, I'm reading it like Rashi. Okay, he killed other animals. That doesn't necessarily mean it's muad la'adam. In other words, again, what, what do we people have? We have what's called mazel. And animals have a built-in fear of us. So just because it's ready to kill another person does not, sorry, just because it's ready to kill another animal does not mean that it's prepared and ready to kill another, to, to kill a person. 
So that's not going to give it the Muad status. So the Gemara says, well, maybe we're talking about where it killed an Ovid Kochavim. And it killed three of them. And so that will give it the Muad status, right? So So the Gemara says, no, no, not necessarily. Just because the animal is 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 Nogeach and Horeg and Ovid Kochavim does not mean that's going to be killing Israel. Right? Really interesting. In other words, what exactly are the d- dynamics over here that, that, that makes us different regarding being the, the, the threat of being put to death by an animal, meaning, meaning maybe it's our mazel. I'm not really sure how to articulate what the difference is. There is a difference, clearly. So, So the, um, so, um, so the Gemara says, well, what it did is, is that it rendered uh, three people into a trefa. And a trefa, in other words, in other words, it, it gave a critical blow into the person where the person now is going to uh, is going to die uh, within, within a short amount of time. The, the person's a trefa. And so the uh, so the Gemara says, No, 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 no. I, 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 no. I, I'd like to I'd like to take it back and I'd like to offer now, what, what probably is the correct shot? So the, um, in other words, it killed three people who are trefas. Okay, fine. So umula trefa umula shalem. So the gemara says okay, but in other words, in their trefa status, so they're already compromised. So the animal may may have gone after a trefa, and again, somehow, in ways that I really can't articulate, maybe the animal knew that the person was a more fragile individual. But that doesn't mean that the animal now is a muad to kill a healthy person. So So Papa gives an answer, which quite frankly is the most popular of the answers. And that is what, it was a hit and run. In other words, the animal killed, then the animal fled into the, into the swamp, into the forest. And it did a second time, it did a third time. In other words, basically, yes, if we find the animal, then we would be taking the animal to Basin and killing the animal. But it was a hit and run, and the animal just simply ran after it killed somebody. And it, did, and it did that three times over. So that is the simplest way of explaining how the animal can become a muad. Isn't trefa itself a numdana? Right, right. How do, how do we know the person's a trefa? Right? Is that what you're... I mean, because we, we rejected umdana before. Right, right. No, no that's, why, that's, why, that's why I prefer my... The, the second way I said it. In other words, we know the person's a trefa. How do we, how do we right. know? Is that definitionally umdana? Yeah, um, we know it because... I don't know. Meaning there was an autopsy done afterwards, right? Or in other words, the the, the person was attacked and you know given a critical wound. I'm, I'm okay. I'm not sure. Uh, so the Gemara says, or alternatively, I could do the following, and that is, is that we can come up with a scenario in which the animal was accused of being uh, of killing, and then what happens is, is that you have a second set of witnesses say, no, these witnesses cannot be testifying. They were with us at the time. So what we do, what we just did is that we undone, we undid the testimony, and then another set of witnesses came and discredited the Adam Zomimim. This is Zomime Zomimim. So throughout all this legal wrangling, so what ended up happening is that the animal killed. Why didn't we put the animal to death? Basically because uh, because because it got legally tangled. The entanglement, the legal entanglement is a second set of witnesses, a third set of witnesses, each one discrediting the ones in front of it. So in other words, basically, 
it got caught up in court. Okay, and and the Gemara just goes about it goes about it in the zomimim manner. It's just a way of creating a legal entanglement. Ah. So, uh, but in other words, that's why we didn't put the animal to death immediately. Uh, so the Gemara says, well, wait one second. In other words, in order for the animal to go from being a tam to being a muad, so who needs to be warned? Does the animal need to be warned? Now I know that's a funny sentence. I will clarify that in just a moment. Or does the owner need to be warned? Meaning, what exactly is is the purpose of ha'ada, of graduating the animal from being a tam to a muad? So one possibility is liyui gavra. In other words, basically, we have to give uh, fair notice to the owner. And we basically have to say to the owner, your animal's crazy. You're, you need to do more shmira vis-a-vis your animal. That's one possibility. Alternatively, the whole point of of, of, of becoming a muad is just simply to know that the animal has changed its behavior. Ah. So, the suggestion, specifically the most recent one that we gave, and that is that it was brought to court, but, in other words, legal entanglement. Adam zomimim, 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 legal entanglement. So, uh, at this point in time, can the, can, if the whole purpose is yud behemah, and then after detangling all the legalities, we come to realize that this animal is killed multiple times, so if it's Yid Behema, it's a great answer. But if the point over here is Yid Gavra, and now and, and, and the animal is going to become a Muad, why? Because the owner was warned, well, over here, the animal was, the, the animal was accused in court, and now, now we're, in, we're in legal entanglement, so there's no Yid Gavra. There's no, there, there's no warning of the owner. So the commercial says, so the Gemara says, no, in other words, as part of the testimony, the testimony included, it incorporated, not only did the animal kill, but the owner was there as well. So in other words, within the testimony, even though the testimony got caught up in legal entanglement, but the testimony included that the owner was there as well. Okay. Uh, a couple of more suggestions. Ravina Amar Kigon. Ravina Amar Ben Makirinus Balashor Ve'in Makirinus Ashor. Here's what happened, and that is, is that we know the owner of this flock had one of its animals go and kill. And it did so once, twice, even a third time. So the Gemara says, but, but, but which, which animal? I, I don't know. I can't help you. So the Gemara says, uh, so my Havale Lemeven. So the Gemara says, okay, but what, 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 that, what does that mean now for the owner? The witnesses couldn't testify to which animal it was. Therefore, that animal wasn't put to death. So then why are we assigning more status to the owner of the animal? So the Gemara says, And the explanation is actually really simple. Once the owner has now been served notice, you have an animal amongst your flock that's killing, now this owner is going to be responsible and liable for any of its animals killing. Why? Because the argument over here, it's a strong argument. You know one of your animals is a killer. One of your animals has now repeated killing. I can't identify which animal it is, but I know it's from your flock. So at that point in time, now the owner has this additional responsibility of safeguarding not just that animal, but all the animals. Because again, there's a killer amongst his flock. And so now, if any one of the animals kills, so he's going to be held liable as if the animal was a muad. Okay. Adkan that takes us now through probably one of the more famous Q&As of the Gemara. 
And that is, is that how does an animal ever become a moored lemisa, a moored for killing, when considering that after the first time it's going to be put to death, the Gemara had just registered eight suggestions, again, according to Rashi, some of them accepting, some of them rejecting. Again, of the eight answers, the most popular one, in, in my assessment, which means nothing, but the most popular one is that the, it was a hit and run. The animal killed and the animal then ran away. And that's why the animal wasn't taken to court. It did three times. Now the animal's a moor. Now if it kills again, now we have kofar of what to talk about. Okay. In the Pasuk that describes what happens to the animal that kills, so the animal is put to death. And on top of that, you're not allowed to get hana from it. So the Gemara says, now wait one second. I don't understand. Meaning, if the Torah says, Sakol Yisakel Hashor, how is the animal going to be put to death? Via stoning. So the animal now did not receive a shechita, and because the animal didn't receive a shechita, you and I are not allowed to eat it. And the Torah says, Lo Yeachel Es Pesaro. Oh, by the way, don't eat it. Well, of course you're not going to eat it. It's the Nevela. So, So the Gemara says, well, if we shech the animal after Gemar Din, so in other words, that's what the Torah is coming to tell me, that we're not allowed to eat it even though we received a proper shechita. Okay, now I know there's an Isra Achila. Why don't we also, I'm sorry, not why. How do we know that also there's an Isra Anah? So, no. it says that the owner of the shore is Naki. He's clean. Now, the simple shot of the Pasuk is, we're killing the animal, we're not killing the owner. That's a simple shot. But now the Gemara is going to go one level deeper. So, my mashma Shemem ben Zama, Amar Adam Shomer Lechaveri Yatzei Ishponi, Nakim Lechasav. You know, a person is free and clear of all of his possessions, meaning he no longer owns them, right? Naki, right? You are clean, but over here, like in English, we say he's cleaned out, right? Even in English, we have the same kind of double entendre within within the word clean. So over here, Naki could also mean the owner vis-a-vis this animal is cleaned out from the animal, i.e., he has no ownership of the animal whatsoever. He can't eat it, he can't get any benefit from it. Okay. So the uh, so the Gemara says, okay. So I know that if the animal was was given the skila death penalty, so you are not in fact allowed to eat it. I get it. But what if somebody shechted it? So who? So the Gemara says, let's make the following proposal, and that is that the animal went through a Gemara din, but then someone shechted it, and maybe you're allowed to eat it. So the Gemara says, but maybe sakol yisakel. In other words, the Yisra Achila is only when it was given the proper execution of Skila. Maybe that's the way to understand it. So the Gemara says, how do I know that there's an Yisra Hana? Because of the rule of Rabbi Abahu. In the second parak of Psachim, we did this in at length in detail. Over here, just a quick reference. And that is, is that when uh, when the Torah says, don't eat something, so in, in, the Isser Achila includes in it the Isser Anah as well. Unless the Torah specifies that the Isser is only Achila, not Hanah. Meaning the default setting of the Torah, whenever the Torah says not to eat something, is not to eat and not to get benefit. That's the default setting. 
Masha'enkin, if the Torah, however, makes a special carve-out, <coughs> like it did by Nevela, so then that's a special carve-out. So over here, we're, we're, we're the, the Gemara's response is, how do I know that if I shech the animal, you're not allowed to eat it, and you're not allowed to get benefit from it? Because of the special default setting. Amri, to that the Bnei HaYeshiva said, so the Gemara says, yeah, but over here that's not going to work out. You know why it's not going to work out over here? Because the Torah by Shorhaniskal never says lo ye achel. Meaning we're only deriving and generating from the fact that the Torah says sakol yisakel. The, and, 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 but it's not being generated from a word lo yachel. There simply are no words by Shorhan Niskal of lo yachel. So as a result of that, that's why we have to go about it in the manner in which we did. Meaning we couldn't use Rabbi Abba's rule simply because the Torah over here does not use the word lo yachel. Okay. Okay, so we just learned together that if I have a short niskal, the short killed, and now we put the animal to death. Now again, proper procedure is, is skila. But if, if, we, if we don't do skila, and let's say, for example, you shecht it still, there's an isra achila, there's an isra ana. Okay. So Amar Zuchar pushes back one more moment. We're on the top of them, Alpha Medbez. Marzutra suggests, well, how about this? How about that if we put the animal to death, and even if we do skila, but how are we how are we doing skila? Now, typical procedure of skila is that what you do is that you take a rock from take a heavy rock from a from a significant height and fort and force and and, and, and trauma. In other words, and you, and you throw the rock on top of the animal, and the animal is going to die via the trauma. Okay, that's the that 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 traditional skila. What the Gemara now is proposing is that well, maybe you know how you did skila. You took a rock and you made it nice and sharp, and you shechted the animal. With, 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 with that sharp rock. And that would be death via stoning. That's not herring? Right now, right now it's the proposal of the Gemara is that that's skila. Okay. And the Gemara is going to reject this. So, but just as a, as a momentary proposal, that's skila. And maybe I would tell you that fine. So if the animal was shechted via stone, a sharp stone, so maybe that's where the Torah says, don't eat it, don't get benefit from it. But let's say instead of a stone, we took out a knife and, and, and you shecht it with a knife. Maybe under those circumstances, the, the animal is not Asr and Asr Again, a, a, a quick proposal and a quick rejection. So the, uh, the Gemara immediately rejects it. You know, when it comes to the act of Shechita, the Torah does not tell you what material needs to be used. It has to be something smooth and sharp. In terms of the actual material itself, doesn't matter. Could be it could be stone, could be metal, could be glass. In other words, as long as it's smooth and sharp. So then, what you're allowed to do is you're allowed to shecht with it. There is no way that we could make such a distinction in the Torah. Maybe the Torah was talking about where I shechted it with a stone versus was shechting it with it with, with a knife. Min ha Torah, there doesn't exist a distinction in terms of what material you use. So therefore, <laughs> back 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 to our. Uh, b- back to where we w- where we started, which is is that when the uh, when the Torah says sakel, regardless of how you put the animal to death, it, it, it's a short haniskal, 
and therefore it's Asr Bachil, Asr Banam. Okay. Okay, so, Lo Yachels Besaro tells me that there's an Isra Achila and there's an Isra Hana. So the Gemara says, once we know that, so now Balashor Anaki, Lamali. So why do I need Balashor Anaki? So, Lahanas Oro. So the Gemara says, because of the hide, <coughs> Balashor Anaki is coming to tell me that the hide is going to be Asr. Okay, so the Bala Shornaki is coming to tell me that you're not even allowed to get benefit from the hide. So, now, Bala Shornaki, so there's going to be a school of thought coming up later. Baruch Hashem, we'll start it tomorrow. But starting, uh, starting, uh, there's, there's a school of thought that Bala Shornaki is for a different drasha altogether. So now, how do I know for that school of thought? How do I know that the or is going to be Aser? So, Nafkalume S Bissaro, S Atafala Bissaro. The S is now a reboy. It's coming to tell me something that accessorizes the Basar. What accessorizes your Basar? It's the or, it's the hide. Um, obviously, of an animal. So, my Niuaro, Vaitan Eslo Darish. Now, if you are not going to go with that particular line of thinking, it's because you don't darshan essen. And who doesn't darshan essen? Here we get to one of the more classic gemaras. Okay, so so shimonaim suni or nechemiaim suni, one of the two. So what he would do is every time he get to an s in the Torah, he would darshan the s. In other words, the s is a ribui. It's now a it, it tells us that we're going to include something. And so every S in the Torah, he started from, presumably, Okay, there you go. Two S's right over there. So uh, what did he do with those two S's? So we happen not to have his doctoral thesis. So we, we don't know like what, what, what happened to every S. But in other words, Shimon and I certainly believe that every S now is, is open and available to Darshan. Then he got to the Pasuk of Hashem Lokechatira, that what you have to do is you have to fear Kadesh Baruch Hu. Now, here we get to some very, uh, very, very difficult, uh, 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 very difficult area. Es Hashem Lokechatira. You're going to have to fear Kadesh Baruch Hu and, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and what? In other words, over there, so once he got to that Pasuk, he realized, okay, so my thesis is wrong, and what did he do? Piresh. Okay, so in other words, so he took all of his work, uh, right? The how, hundreds and hundreds of hours that he put in, invested into in, into the thesis, and what did he do? Okay, I'm walking away. The student said, "Okay, what about all that work?" So So he says, "Good." In other words, you know what? I'm receiving schar. In other words, when it comes to limud Torah, so it is not a result. Based process is such a, such an important lesson. It's not a result based process. In other words, it is the trial and error. Okay, when we learn Gemara, by the way, we are we are we are all too familiar, right? How often do we go through a thread of the Gemara and then the Gemara says, "Nice try, but no." Okay, and and what was that? It's called Limud Torah. That's learning. Learning is trial and error. And even though it ends up in non-success, that's okay because Torah is not a result based process. In other words, the process is the act of learning. So, and, and, and so what Rav Shimon Hamzuni assures the students is that, look, I know I invested a lot of time. All that time is going to, I'm, I'm getting credit for all that time that I put in. Even though at the end, I, ha- I, ha- I had to scratch it. 
Rabbi Kiva comes along and Rabbi Kiva says, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to resurrect the drasha. Es Hashem what are you what are you fearing in addition to Karish Baruch Hu? Tell me the Chachamim. Okay. Why didn't Shimon Hamsuni arrive at that conclusion? I, I've heard I've heard numerous suggestions. I, I like them all. <laughs> not, not sharing it right now. Anyway, let's let's pause over here. This is a good place to pause. Tomorrow we start with a Brisa. Okay. Um not not a new topic, but still it's a, it's an excellent place to stop. Uh quick a quick recap of today's daf. Okay, uh, the uh when an animal is uh is is trained to kill, so the animal is not going to be put to death. Is the animal disqualified from being a carbon? Machok's between Rav and Shmuel, the Gemara's conclusion seems to be exactly like Rav, that the animal is in fact not going to be disqualified for a carbon. That takes us to today's daf, Mimalfa Madalf and the Mishnah and today's daf, Tom Muad versus when the animal kills, when the animal kills. So as a Tom, the owner is not going to be Chayv Misa, but in other words, uh, the, uh, the animal itself is going to be killed. In other words, Shor Niskal. If the animal did it three times, the animal now graduates to becoming a Muad, which means now the owner of the animal has to pay Kofir. Okay? Uh, what do we do in today's daf? One of the most classic discussions. How can the animal ever become a Muad Lamisa? It's a simple question. The Gemara gave eight proposals to that. That was <coughs> Memalaf and Madalaf. Then, uh, once the animal is high of Skila, in other words, that's after the first death, so what we're going to do is we're going to kill the animal. You can't get benefit from the animal. Uh, even if you shechter the animal, you can't get benefit from it. You can't get benefit from the hide of the animal. And that is the conclusions of the Gemara in real short summary.